once verified. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secure channel. Captains, you're listening to episode 269 of Priority One Podcast, your weekly report on all things Star Trek. Available for download or streaming on Monday, May 9th at PriorityOnePodcast.com. I'm Elijah. And I'm Kenna. So, Kenna, what's coming up this week? Well, this week we trek out that a fourth Star Trek reboot film may already be in the works. Also, we have more details about how the new series will be distributed on CBS All Access. In Star Trek Online news, we're celebrating the announcement of Expansion 3, with an interview with lead designer Al Captain Gecko Rivera. Later, Jake convinces us to open our wallets with some enticing Star Trek products during his segment, The Promenade. And as always, before we wrap up the show, we'll open hailing frequencies for your incoming messages. Of course, don't forget to keep the conversation going at facebook.com forward slash priority one podcast or on Twitter at priority one pod. You can also send us an email via incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. And finally, thanks again to all our Patreon supporters who make this show possible from week to week. Visit us at Patreon.com forward slash PriorityOne and find out about all the cool perks we have to offer. Now let's check out some of the latest news in the world of Star Trek. I don't know. Then let's check it out. So it looks like Paramount is really planning on Star Trek Beyond being a success, because it's already registered the title Star Trek IV with the Motion Picture Association of America. Now, it probably doesn't come as much of a surprise to fans, since it's already common knowledge that both Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto have signed on for that potential fourth film. But it does mean that the wheels are actually turning on the project. Or the warp core is warming up or something. Anyway. Now, hold on what? a second. Because just because Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto signed on, it could just be, you know, like a, a Kirk and Spock movie. Perhaps they will explore um, a story that we may not be aware of. It, no, that's true. Just spotlighting the two no, of them. No, that's true. And I was about to come on to that point. This move does not necessarily mean that there's a fourth J.J. verse film that's actually happening. It's just a sign that the studio is preparing for the possibility. So it's, it's, very, it's very early in the process, let's put it that way. Um, but one thing we might be able to count on is the fact that Justin Lin probably won't be directing it, whatever it is. According to The Hollywood Reporter, it's just been confirmed that he will be co-writing Space Jam 2 and possibly uh, directing slash producing it. Now, that's the sequel to the 1996 live action slash animation basketball film starring Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny. Now, oh, yeah, <laughs> one of the most underrated films of 1996, an Oscar-worthy film that... Snubbed. What, uh, I just, I don't I can't, it was snubbed, you're right, it was, snubbed is a good word. Ugh. I'm glad that Justin Lin is, is taking the helm yeah. here. 
Well, while there's no timeline on the Space Jam sequel yet, that puts Lin's upcoming project count to four, according to IMDb, which won't leave an awful lot of time for Trek. And who knows what his relationship is like with Paramount anyway, after he recently tweeted that the ongoing lawsuit against Axanar was, quote, getting ridiculous, end quote. You know, I'm not surprised by this. Was it was it in Trek It Out or was it in After Hours that I was talking about how Zachary Quinto was describing the relationship that the cast had with, with Justin Lin? It was during the screening of For the Love of Spock that happened at the Tribeca Film Festival in New York uh, a few weeks ago. And when asked about that relationship, you could, you could, you can read that that Quinta was being diplomatic almost you know he was he was fighting he was being conscious not to say he was things. not he effusive was in his praise so he say right yeah. right right you know it just it was you could tell that they that yeah I I'm not surprised I'm not surprised that Lynn won't be coming back to to Star Trek just based on how the film is being promoted on Twitter or social media Especially after what we're seeing on social media with Simon Pegg trying to appease the, the Star Trek fans and, and, and calm them down after that trailer. It just, uh, yeah, this isn't surprising news yeah, to me. Yeah, me either. Moving on to the small screen, you might remember that a few weeks back, Kenna and I debated the pros and cons of releasing the new Star Trek series a la Netflix, one complete publication for binge-watching, versus releasing each episode week to week. Well, we have our answer. In a first-quarter earnings call, Les Moonves, CBS president, confirmed that the new series will, in fact, be, quote, episodic, week by week. It won't be the Netflix way. Star Trek will debut simultaneously on All Access and the CBS television network, with subsequent episodes exclusively on All Access, end quote. In other words, they plan to premiere the first episode on TV and the All Access platform for everyone to see as a teaser. Then, you'll have to subscribe to CBS All Access to catch the following episodes from week to week. Alright, here. <clears throat> Pull up a chair, kids. Sit down, because Elijah's about to go oh rant. dear. I get it, okay? CBS is aware that most of us Trek fans don't really care about CBS All Access, nor do we care about other programming that might be available on CBS All Access. What they're doing is using Star Trek to grab us by the cojones and force us to subscribe to a service that we couldn't care less about. I think what really grinds my gears is that he repeatedly likes to remind everyone that Netflix and Hulu and Amazon, all these companies who are already established with quality content, approached CBS with bids to produce a Star Trek series. And this frustrates me on two levels. First, as a consumer, I feel I'm being coerced into subscribing to a product that will offer very little return on investment. Now, perhaps if I was a cord cutter, I would reap the benefits of this more. However, what exclusive content other than Star Trek does CBS All Access provide? I can get myself an HD antenna and watch CBS programming on broadcast television, which is all they're offering in CBS All Access. Second, once again, CBS makes it abundantly clear that it's not about just turning a profit, but it's about blatantly taking advantage of the fan base. How can we really ring these nerds for every cent? There's no value to CBS All Access, at least not yet. They don't have a daredevil, they don't have an unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, they don't even have uh, the man in the high castle like Amazon Prime. 
All they have is programming that you can easily set your DVR to record. Now, had they cut a deal with Netflix, they could have made money and we would have certainly seen a fracking great show because Netflix knows how to produce content and they fracking kill it. But no, let's produce this in-house, paygate it with a subscription that offers little value and then release it week to week so that we can make sure we can get a steady income from these geeks. If you're still not sure about what CBS All Access is, there's a really nice rundown of what it currently offers at cutcabletoday.com. We'll put links in the show notes, of course, but it confirms what I'm saying. There really isn't any incentive for me to subscribe. There's no, there's very little live sports, and I'm not even a sports fan, and most of their programming, if not all, is just what you can literally set your DVR to. It's the main CBS television. Now, sure, they have archivals of older episodes, but those also have commercials, like Hulu. Hulu's another one I don't subscribe to for that same reason. I'm going to pay money. I don't want commercials. Now, I know I'm going to regret saying this out loud because it's going to happen, but if they really want to push me to subscribe, then they need to end the Star Trek contract with Netflix and make all the episodes and films available on CBS All Access. Well, they can't do the films because it's Paramount. And make it available on several major regions like the US, the UK, and Australia so that we can all watch it together. The only plus side to this being released weekly is that at least we can review it from week to week on our on-screen segment here on Priority One Podcast without feeling like we're catching up with the binge watchers. That was a nice little plug there. I tried. I think what we possibly have here is a, is a failure of CBS to communicate with their audience about their intentions for CBS All Access. Because I completely agree with what the information that we have now. There's no incentive for anybody to get it because it's, it's literally a paid on-demand service, which other places, at least in the UK, are doing that sort of thing for free. However, I would point to a model like here in the UK. Uh, there was a, a, you probably have heard of the BBC channels. We pay a, we pay a license fee to get um, several TV and radio stations. They're all ad free. And they used to have one called BBC Three and it was a big hoo-ha last year that BBC Three, the TV station was being shut down. Um, in terms of broadcast. So it's been shut down, but it still exists, but it is online only. So you can only get it through uh, the BBC iPlayer, which is a very, 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 very good on-demand app if you ever have have the chance to use it. They are now producing original content solely for the BBC Three channel through the iPlayer app that is actually very good. Now, I don't have a lot of opportunity to watch it, but because of their demographic, they they took that demographic and they said, okay, they're watching things online. We're just going to produce online content. And they've, they've done that successfully. But they've done that by producing original content just for that network online. And what we haven't heard is from CBS All Access whether they're going to do a similar thing, whether they're going to use that platform to actually take the viewer base that is more likely to use the online platform and actually develop programs for them, give you a reason to watch at All Access. We haven't heard any of that yet. But there are other companies that do it better. I mean, Netflix is an excellent example of this. You know, producing their mm-hmm. own content, you know, like Daredevil, like Jessica Jones. Uh, Amazon has its own content, but nothing to the quality that uh, Netflix has been able to produce. Uh, now, clearly you haven't um, seen Mozart in the Jungle, so... 
but I'll, I'll, I'll let that slide. No, I haven't, I haven't. But I know that it's listed as one of those, like, must-see yeah. Amazon Prime shows. There, there are other companies that have been that just do it better, right? They do it better, and they've, they've already established that they can do it better. Now, CBS All Access, at, right now, as it stands, is nothing but an archival subscription. With, the, with Star Trek being the first original series available on CBS All Access. I don't care that I can watch reruns or I can watch Big Bang Theory or CSI from my mobile phone or my computer, right? I'm not cutting the ca- I'm not cutting the cord, right? That's the, I don't know if you guys uh, have that. No, I know what you mean, though. Movement yeah. have that movement in the UK where people here in the United States are trying are really trying to figure out: Do I really need to pay a, a major cable company? to get television or can I start subscribing to online services like Hulu, Netflix to get the content that I want to watch. For me, I haven't cut the cord yet because networks are trailing behind with things like CBS All Access, right? CBS is is a broadcast channel that you can get yourself an HD antenna and watch the, that same content. Now, you may not be able to hook it up to a DVR and watch it at your leisure, but... I could still watch it for free without having to subscribe with an, an HD antenna. They, Star Trek is the – they're using Star Trek to to lock us in with very little indication that CBS All Access original content is going to grow. That they're going to produce other things that we're going to want to invest our money into. Like even, and again, even if you go to the cutting the cord, uh, cutthecord.com, they talk about sports, right? Sports is a, a big one. You know, you would think that CBS All Access would stream all their sports events live to subscribers, but even that is kind of wonky. It's just archival, and the only original content that they're providing is going to be Star Trek in 2017, and they're going to make people pay a weekly subscription or monthly subscription to watch this weekly show, and other companies are doing it better. They're just other companies are doing it better. I actually agree with you completely on this. I'm playing a little bit of devil's advocate. But I would mention that just because somebody else already does it really well doesn't is not a good enough reason that they shouldn't try. And I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> I, I guess. I, I, I don't if know. If that I, was I, the I, case, then we never would have had the awesome network that is... What do they call it? The CW? What, it, was, it was the WB back when I remember it. That was like, you know, Buffy and Angel and like... Wasn't that Dawson's Creek as well? all of those great great shows because by the time they came on the scene i mean you how ha- you already had the networks you had fox cbs abc nbc why why would they do something different and then they ended up being very good so that's not a good enough reason but you're right that they have failed so far to present a case for why anybody would want to go on cbs all access other than the fact hey you like star trek right good you can pay for the rest of our network right that's exactly what they're doing yeah that's exactly what they're doing. Exactly. And I just think that it's a, it's, uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go so far as to say it's a slap in the face to, to Star Trek fans because, um, you know, if if CBS All Access was offering more exclusive content, and dare I say it, maybe the one-stop shop for all Star Trek episodes, and pull it from something like Netflix, which I really don't want them to do, but. I may be more inclined to pay for CBS All Access if that was their in their archive, yep. right? But I can do the same thing with Netflix. True. I can watch all the series on Netflix, including some of the films, right? So, well, count yourself lucky because we ain't got none of that in the UK. Right, the UK doesn't can't even. <laughs> I watch don't even the, know what they're doing because it some things flip onto Netflix, some of it's on Amazon. Um, 
most right. of it's on neither. Right, so. right, right. If CBS could be the hub for all Star Trek, then maybe I could, you know, I could open my heart a little more to, to the idea of subscribing to CBS All Access. But right now it's just the show. Uh, um, I, you know, it's it. I'm not sold yet. I'm really not sold. So that brings us to this week's community question. Is the new Star Trek series enough for you to subscribe? If not, what could CBS All Access offer you that would sweeten the deal? Now it's time to time warp to the 1960s or <clears throat> the 23rd century with Star Trek Online's lead designer Al, Captain Gecko Rivera. Security clearance level 3 or above is required to access files. This is Captain Benjamin Sisko. Authorization Sisko Alpha 1 Alpha. Logs accessed. Well, Captains, the team at Priority One this week has mostly been squeeing over the latest big announcement, huge announcement, from Star Trek Online. Now, if you've missed it, they've just announced that Expansion 3 is coming imminently, and it's called Agents of Yesterday. So, to help us out this week and talk about it, we've got a very special interview with Star Trek Online's lead designer, Al Rivera, a.k.a. Captain Gecko. Welcome back, Al. Hey, Squee! Well, Squee! Thank you for having me back. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good to have you here. Yeah, it's great to be back and talking about this today. Very excited. I've been holding this in for so long. Oh, I bet you have. Yeah. Um, so let's let's just start off, just in case anybody out there hasn't heard of what's going on. Can you just give us a quick 10-second summary of what Agents of Yesterday is all about? Yeah, sure. 10 seconds. So yep. Agents of Yesterday uh, is our latest expansion for Star Trek Online, celebrating the 50th anniversary of Star Trek. And there will be uh, a new, uh, it's, this expansion will be a new, I, I, we're struggling with the word faction, but effectively a new faction that is a TOS starting experience uh, where you can play a TO, uh, in the TOS era as a TOS captain. And so we're building all those assets and bringing that experience um, sometime this year. I don't think we've announced a date. Okay. Um, so what we've done today is I've got a couple of points that were announced in the blog post announcing this whole expansion, and I wanted to talk through a few of them. Um, so my first question is, so this is an expansion as opposed to like a new season, yes. and maybe this is a newbie question. What makes it an expansion? That's a, good, that's a fair question, the difference between an expansion and a season. The, the first thing is usually just sheer volume of stuff that goes into a season. There's always a lot more content. Any, excuse me, in an expansion, I think I got mixed up already. In an expansion, there's already there's always a lot more content. In a the season, there's um, there's usually one or two, maybe three, you know, episodes within a season. Mm -hmm. And an expansion usually has a lot more. Okay. So our last two expansions, Delta Rising and and, uh, and Legacy of Romulus, had oh I don't know about a dozen episodes or so. Mm -hmm. um, I can't even remember exactly how many. They both vary a little bit. They're usually heavily themed. And in general, although I mean, we've only had two, this is our third one, but in general, uh, a season or expansion, excuse me, an expansion usually focuses on like a new faction for a new experience and usually targeted for new acquisitions mm -hmm. or something really epic endgame more like Delta Rising which was a level cap increase really focusing on on retention and existing players um, so there's usually something really big about them that is more than just more of the same with a okay. little bit of something new it's something really big and so 
uh, and different. So if you remember, Legacy Romulus was playable Romulans, whole new style of ships that had singularity drives, whole brand new arc, a lot of celebrities, and and then Delta Rising was even a huge amount of celebrities, all focusing on on Voyager, and it was a level cap increase. We introduced tier six ships and ship traits and and uh, and all that, and so a whole new mechanic there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but big, the big thing being a level cap increase. Uh, and so in this in this expansion, the major thing that we're announcing, obviously, is you know TOS, an entirely different era uh, for the game. All new ships, right? TOS ships, starting as a TOS as a as a character in the TOS era. And it's a new player experience, like a new faction. So it's really, so it's attractable. So anybody can come in and start from scratch. And this is, you know, time to, it's really fun when it's, when there's a new faction because new players can come in and not be intimidated by, well, everyone's already level 60 in their end game. So I'm going to be by myself and it's going to be intimidating. Everyone gets to start at the same starting experience when you have an expansion like that. Okay, cool. Well, let's, um, let's talk a little bit about the TOS aspect of it. Because obviously this is, there's, a lot of the original series love in the announcement and the feel of it. The blog post talks about it's being set after the third season of the original series. So this is after the original series has ended. Yeah, so it's not before that. It's not during. It's just it's after. And so it kind of takes place during the years of the animated series, but it's question whether or not the animated series is actually canon. If you ask, originally CBS said that the animated series was canon, but Roddenberry said it wasn't, and so Roddenberry counts in my book. But we draw upon the animated series once in a while. But that takes place in, in 2270, the, where the, the, the TOS happens and to, uh, ends in 2269. So we're picking up at 2270. And the movies actually happen at like 2273. So surprisingly, everyone really aged and got a lot of new technology in three years uh, in, the, in the timeline. So a lot happened yeah, yeah. in that timeline. Um, but so, yeah, so we're happening just right after that. So uh, so all the events of Captain Kirk have have. Uh, have, have happened when okay. we start. Well, now, I, I wanted to talk about how this is going to fit in with our existing storyline. So, um, first question, has the future-proof arc ended now? Or are no, we continuing? No, the future-proof arc is is just the beginning of of, uh, of this. And okay. so, if you remember, and, and, you know, if you remember from the end of the, the, uh, the end of the, the last episode, which for whatever reason is, is the name of the episode is boggling my mind, but the last one with the Not Cool episode ended with all the Not Cool going back in time, and then it says, you know, we're going we're gonna to need help. Okay. Right? So um, that's kind of like kicking off the story, and so that, that story, uh, as a matter of fact, there will be actually more episodes added to the Future Proof um, um, arc, that little, that, mis- that mission category. There'll be more missions added to that. Um, that will be uh, so. So they're 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 interconnected. They're okay. separate but interconnected. So presumably, where it says that there's this new threat invading with hopes of overwhelming the past to destroy our future, that's that's the Nakul, isn't it? Probably has something to, largely to do with the Nakul, <laughs> but may not only have anything to do with the Nakul. Okay, okay, okay. So you can't tell us exactly, but the the way it's worded sounds like it's going to be the Nakul because you've kind of led us into it with the last. Sure. One. I mean, we just had an episode where you know we know the Nakul went to Enterprise era, right, and tried to change you know try to change Nazi Germany from yep. the, from from Star Trek Enterprise, and we and we just told you that the Nakuls, all these ships made it through the time portals and are trying to modify the past. So that's our springboard. Okay. So, but we also know that there was events that happened in, you know, in the anniversary episode that were really right. That's all one arc. Well, true. And then we've got we've had a couple of um, great 
fiction blogs that have come out about what is it uh, Sulu one of Sulu's ancestors defeating mm-hmm. a Nakul in the past and a, a couple of things like that so um, they're all going to tie together aren't they let's be honest uh, a lot of stuff is going to tie together yep. that's 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 for sure okay now with um, with this new quote unquote faction semi faction pseudo faction it, 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 it is a new faction it's as yeah. much as it's 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 we 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 were coy about calling it a new faction in the in the press release. There was just some marketing concerns about the connotations of it, but it's it's at least as much of a, at least as much as a new faction as as, as Romulans was a new faction, right? Okay. So I mean, it's it, it is it, it just it's just technically still Federation, right? You're yeah. you're you're it's just Federation from twenty two seventy instead of Federation from twenty four nine. So it's it's a new faction and it's a new starting experience and and its own arc and its own content specifically for them. Okay, well, I will talk about the, the faction and the bits and pieces, what all that means in a second, but I want to focus on the story because it says in the blog that we're going to have a new story arc that's available to everyone, and then presumably there's a like a tutorial that is the TOS-based one. So those are two separate things, presumably? Yes, so the TOS faction will have its own tutorial, its own starting experience, its own sector block, its own quadrants if you will its mm-hmm. own uh, its own and its own story arc that are available onto it then there will be additional story arcs that are part of that that are part of the TOS story arc that all players will be able to have access to so all factions will be able to play it but there'll be um, you'll probably get separate dialogue a different dialogue if you are TOS faction because it's, it's more specific for you but just like the future proof arc it's it's uh, everyone will be able to have access to it and so they're kind of they're kind of connected so a little bit for something, something for existing players, something for you know content for end game, and but but its own individual arc for the for the TOS faction. Okay, can you tell us anything about the storyline that will be coming up? Maybe well we, we've we've already had announced that Scotty will be there and Chekhov as well. Yes, voice by Walter Koenig. 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 Yeah. Is there is, is there anybody else that we can expect to see? You can expect to see other people. But I, I, but obviously I can't spoil that right now. There will be additional blogs and announcements of other uh, actors, celebrities that will be uh, joining joining the game. The uh, uh, and to be clear, you know, you know, Scotty will be in the game, but it's actually voiced by his son, uh, mm-hmm. Chris Duhan, who does a dead-on Scotty. So he's okay. a, and and you know, I've never been a fan of bringing in soundalikes yeah. for uh, for any of the characters. It's something that I've always avoided, but. I think in this case, uh, it's okay. It's acceptable because it is his son, and he has passed. You know, James died several years ago, and mm-hmm. since he's passed, and it's his son, and his son does a really good job emulating him. I think, I, I think, and I hope that the community will accept will accept that. But normally, I wouldn't get a, I would never get a sound like. So he will be joining, and Walter Koenig will be joining, and we will have several others. We also just announced Chase Masterson will be returning, yep. and um, we have some others that will be announcing. I don't think we announced anybody else yet. And so, so over the next few weeks, you'll 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 see some some announcements on that. What what does Chase Masterson have to do with the original series era? Because <laughs> this is something that confused me a little bit. It is confusing. You'll okay. have to just noodle on that for a little <laughs> bit. And think of, think of, if you kind of look back into the Trek and into STO, into our Trek, if you're really wise, maybe you can start putting some pieces together. But hopefully we'll just surprise you. Mm. Okay, but it well, will make sense. We're not shoehorning it in. Okay. Right? I, d- I was kind of confused you know, we, by we, that. No, so. I mean we, we, I mean we were like Cylons. We've had a plan. We've been planning this stuff for, <laughs> for, for oh, like over a year, right? Yes. 
and you know starting starting way back with uh, with 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 nine point with ten and uh, nine point five and you know when when the the Krenim and and then then we then we introduced New Dawn and we had we had the uh, Mirror Universe invasion and so we're like setting the little state the little pieces up um, and then we'll then there'll hopefully be a nice nice payoff you see how that all starts to come together and we started putting it together with the uh, anniversary episode and now eleven five is now cool episode. And so it's all, it's all little pieces. See, this is together. exciting. So, um, I'm going to have to go back and play all of the last like two years worth of content and then write down excellent. anything that seems non sequitur and go, right, <laughs> what does it mean? Like a yeah, big conspiracy theory. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be hard to, fi- to find exactly what it is. But yeah, there, there's, there's been, it's, nothing has been you know, arbitrary. It's, it's not like we just, oh, this is a great deal. Let's just, let's just throw in Chase Masterson because we like her. So it's, no, it just, it's, uh, yes, we do like her, but, and, and when we get an actor who's really, who's really engaged with us, we want to use them as much as we can. But, uh, but it says, okay, this is working out. Let's see, let's write a good story to make sure it makes sense. And we don't just want to squeeze her into a TOS expansion. How did that make any sense? But there's also a lot of clues in, you know, in the TV series. You know, everything that we do uh, when it comes to stories, we try to leverage threads or, or, inter- or favorite stories from the show and try to put them uh, uh, and try to finish those stories mm-hmm. or do some sort of prequel or side quill or... or uh, um, side quill. <laughs> side quill, <laughs> right? That's not a thing. Or, uh, <laughs> sequel, prequel, side quill, yeah. you know. So, uh, and, and tie those together. So, um, so yeah. So, yeah, I understand the confusion about, about Chase, but it's not arbitrary. Okay. Well, um, that seems like a really good time for us to ask a community question for our listeners. So, this week's community question is... What characters from the original series, or possibly any other series, do you hope will turn up in the new expansion? That's an excellent question. So, uh, but you asked one of your other questions that I kind of covered over was what what can if there's anything about the story that I can tell you, and obviously I can't tell you anything about the story other than they will um, if you watch the trailer um, for 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 Agents of Yesterday, you'll see some of the content that we're making and and and. When when we were planning this, um, we wanted to make sure what are some of the most memorable things from TOS, and there's a lot, right? There's a lot more than we can ever than we can ever cover. Which ones of these? It was actually really hard to write this this story because everything in TOS wraps up real tightly. Mm. Um, a nice bow. Um, there's not a lot of dangling threads like they do in the other in the later shows. So trying to find ones that made a lot of sense were, were was was challenging, but we wanted there like what were the really iconic moments, and locations, and characters or, <laughs> or villains. So um, if you see if you watch the trailer, I mean you can see there's Vasquez Rock. You know, Gorn Rock is there, and that, that's what mm-hmm. I was gonna say. That's the that's yeah. the bit I picked up from the trailer, and I was like, yay! <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we had to, right? Yeah. We had to do that. So we need we want we want to try to. You know, we want to try to capture those moments and, mm. and, and, and try to, to make you feel like, you know, you're in that era. I mean, there's, we could just make up our own story, but it's, you know, if it's not touching base with that, with, with that, with, with the show and revisiting some of those, some of those moments or emotions, it's, uh, it's just not going to work. And it just feels like we're just doing our own thing. And, mm. and I think it's a little bit, if I was writing a book, it might be different, but when you're writing a game, I think people want to kind of experience 
you know, they want to experience those moments. Yeah. So, so that that's that's about all I could tell you about the story. Is that it's going to be very, it's going to it's going to resonate with with TOS fans. So if we go back to the TOS faction idea, what does a TOS faction mean? What races could we expect to be available? Anything that made sense for TOS Federation. So you're not going to see Bajorans or Ferengi, uh, 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 but you know you 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 can expect to see any of the any. Any any race that would have made sense for that era. So you know your four founding races: human, Vulcan, obviously, and and, and probably Andorian and Tellarite. Um, but uh, um, you know you have to see Cardassians, and we're not going to go and break the timeline. That's that's who you saw. Most of the races back then were very very human-like. There weren't a lot of nose ridges or eyebrow pieces back then. Uh, they just wore different clothes. But uh, so you're, you're, it'll be a limited, it'll be a limited set of uh, of starting races. But they will be, but they will be TOS like, right? If you see, if you see in the trailer, you can see Andorians and Tellarites, and they're they're dressed very differently. They're dressed like they were in the shell. So you won't be they're, able in this new faction to play as a Klingon or a Romulan. No, no. There, there are some questions about that. Of like, is we, you know, can you play as a Klingon or Romulan? Well, you can't play Klingon as a Romulan joining the Federation. That's just that's just not going to happen. And we're not doing three, three expansions. We're TOS Federation, TOS Romulan, TOS Klingon. I mean, that's 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 basically that's three. That's literally three times the work. Mm. And TOS was always about Federation. Yes, we saw Romulans and Klingons in there, but um, they never even started to to really delve deep into Klingon culture into TNG. And so we don't know anything about what what uh, Klingons. Very little about Klingon cultures, what their homeworld was like, what, what anything about what that, what that was like, and so we would be having to make a lot of stuff up. And I don't think it was going to. Although I think I know a lot of people might want to play in that era, and I get that. I mean, we already got enough people who don't play T- Klingons in our 2409 era. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that's why we went ahead and made content that was available for everybody as well in this expansion. So it's not just for this faction. So everyone gets to play it, but it is content that is related to that faction. Is it fair to say that we'll have probably a blog post coming out eventually that will give um, more details on exactly who you can play as? Because I know there are quite a few players who like to kind of pre-plan a new tune, you know, their backstory and who they are and what they look like and what their ship's going to be called, etc., etc. I know that a lot of people would appreciate having some details over what they can expect to create in that new character creation. Yeah, I, I promise you, we're going to be having a lot of blogs and a lot of details coming out. So that that won't there won't be a surprise, and and then it's going to go on to on to Tribble, and people can check it out. You know, some of the stuff out ahead of time, just like we did the last expansions. So uh, so yeah, there won't be. And, and then as more and more information is out, and all the and then I'm happy to come back on and clarify the last remaining details. But uh, we will not be shy about releasing some blog every every I think at least twice a week. At least that we'll be announcing a, releasing a blog, if not more, about uh, about this expansion. Okay. So going forward, you mentioned about um, new players coming in and starting the same with everyone and leveling up to level sixty. What happens when these new characters from the TOS get to level sixty? Will they be able to access the end game content the same? And what about future story content? That's a that's a really good question. I I'm not going to get into too much details about how that's going to work. Um, I could tell you, you know, if you if you if you're familiar with Legacy of Romulus, that's one way we did it in Legacy of Romulus. So we've got way too much content in in. Uh, this is not a separate game. 
So I don't want people to think that if you're going to play TOS faction that you're just going to be in the TOS world and we're going to make all our, you know, we're going to make hundreds of hours worth of content for the TOS expansion um, and make and have all its own separate queues and we're going to be bifurcating the, the community. That's just, that's just silly. That's just not viable. It's not sustainable. It's not good business. It would be great, but then I might as well just make a separate game uh, at that point. We actually thought, hmm, should we make a TOS game? Should we do that? Uh, maybe we'll do that, but it, but we really just, but and it says, no, Star Trek Online is doing way too well to be, you know, competing with self, so we're just going to put that in here. And so, but because we're not making a separate game, uh, the TOS players will, in some form, uh, uh, and at some point, be able to play most of the content that is available to the rest of uh the rest of the players. It's just it's just really the only real answer to that. Um, otherwise, you're just splitting the community, and we're not we're not doing that. So, um, so if you're if you're familiar with Legacy Romulus, you can you can look at that as as a possible way that we might do that. Well, that's just a nice little segue into sort of the next thing we were thinking, thinking of the fleets system. Will this be like the Romulan faction? Will you potentially choose a side when you reach a certain point to access future content? Will the characters have to be have to be aligned with the twenty four or nine feds, and what about like fleet star races and things? Well, I, mean, I I don't think I can really explain it any more than I just did without getting into more details than I'm that I'm prepared to say. Uh, and I apologize. Uh, just there's there's a there's a plan of of, of how we're going to release a certain amount of information, but uh, so I I don't think I can really say say much more than that. That you will eventually, you know, you TOS players will have access to. To uh, they won't be separated from the rest of the community. You know, at at at, at first they will. Um, it's, you're going to be going to be a TOS player, and then at some point you'll be able to access the same content that everybody else, everyone else can, and be integrated into the community. And so that would include queues as well as factions. And um, but uh, that's 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 about all I can probably say right now. Is there going to be any new fleet holdings with this expansion? Um. No, but we're working on one. Ooh. <laughs> New fleet holding confirmed. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah. Soon. Soon. Eventually. Yeah. We're, we're working it's on paper. But it's sort of on paper. But yeah, you'll, there eventually will be a, will be a new a new fleet holding that. Uh, um, uh, but uh, I don't think it's going to come out with uh, with agents of yesterday. Oh, oh well. There's plenty of stuff to be coming out with Angels yesterday, so they don't have to be too too awe about it because we've, uh, we've been working on it for quite a while. So can you tell us something about the Temporal Operative's primary specialization? Um, not much. Uh, I can tell you that it is Temporal Operative in theme, and there it's a full specials, it's a full primary specialization that will have bridge officers that can have their, will have, will have, Bridge officer abilities that will be part of that. So you'll have you'll have temporal operative bridge officers, and they'll be in these ships that are in the, uh, the that are that are that we're selling now with the with the uh, that we announced with the special special agent packet. We'll have those temporal agents uh, bridge officer sheets to use those abilities. Question so. for you: Will we be able to activate the Omega Thirteen? <laughs> 
The Omega Thirteen is a great question. That's but that's what's in the, that's what's on the Wells ship right now. Is it the Wells or the Mobius has the has the Omega Thirteen on it? There's even a little joke about it has a, it's the you, yeah, if you read the description of the I think it's the man is it the Mannheim device or is it the the other one? It says that it's got a beryllium core. Nice. It, to, to act, <laughs> that does the temporal backstep power. Nice. So that that was kind of uh, inspired by. By the Omega Thirteen. If, if, if you have you seen that power, have you ever activated that? No. The power I'm talking about. No, so if, if, you, if you if you if you get it if you get a Wells, I can't remember if it's on the Wells or the Mobius. The Mobius is like the mirror version of the Wells. There there's two temporal powers, there, and one of them is called temporal backstep. Um, and your description says it's got a beryllium core, and it was taken from from the episode of um, of uh, of, uh, of TNG where where Data is working with Professor Mannheim, and there's a and there's like multiple versions of data, right? Because so, um, oh, that's the other power. Wait, that's that's the other power. Anyway, temporal backstep. I, I digress, and I got myself confused. You activate the power, and your ship literally kind of flies backwards, as though it's retracing its steps. And there's like these echoes of it. And as it's going back, as it's going back in time, it leaves a little bubble uh, that freezes everybody around it. So it's a big giant AOE hold. And then you back up, and like all your powers recharge time. Uh, um, uh, rewinds as well, and your hit points rewind. So you go back, and so you heal and recharge all your powers while you hold everyone. And that's, and that's the temporal backset power. It's a really pretty looking power, um, and uh, and yeah. So that's that. and that was that was inspired by the, by the Omega Thirteen. So, you already got it. So you have to get it. And that that those are those. If you get that, it can be used on pretty much any temporal, uh, temporal ship that we've released since then. That is so cool. I can't believe that there's stuff like that in the game that exists that. I've never, so I've much never, stuff in the game. I've never heard of. And there's just these little hidden gems that just come out. There's a ton of stuff. It's so many, there's so many ships. I mean, we've got like 500 ships in the game or something or more. It's just crazy how many ships are in the game and how many traits and 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 and, uh, and consoles and, and, and all the gear. It's just, yeah, there's a ton of stuff. But... That's that one was on my, that was like one that 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 was one that I worked on is the that when I did the wells that was when I was still making ships uh, yeah. myself uh, before Phil Gorgonzola uh, came on uh, Zelensky came on board. Um, it might have been no, it wasn't my last one, but it was certainly one of the latter ones that I worked on. Well, speaking of ships and stuff, uh, one of the things that was announced this week was also uh, these the. I forget exactly the title, but it's the the starter pack. So there's a sort of a mini starter pack and a a big. There's there, there's big a big super pack. pack. Yeah, it's that's just like kind of like the legacy pack from Legacy Realm. Mm-hmm. It's just the big, and then there's the starter pack if you just should you know for just that's much uh, that's um, much cheaper. It's just it's a starter pack. It's for a new experience, while the other one is for your entire entire experience. Okay. So. Well, the thing I wanted to ask about was um, there seems to be some confusion um, amongst the community about. Uh, the ships and who can use them, whether they're cross-faction ships. Can you talk about that? Okay, so let's just we'll just talk about the the, the big the big pack, the uh, the temporal special agent pack. Um, so so far we've announced uh, how many ships? There? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven ships in there. And you'll see the first uh, um, the first one, two, three, four, five ships are TOS theme ships, right? There's the, the the Constitution, and then there's the Daedalus, which are from the IP, and the next three, we designed ourselves the TOS themes. There's a, a Perseus Escort, a Gemini Cruiser, and a Ranger Battle Cruiser. And they're all they're all TOS themed ships. Um, but they will take you, they're tier 1 through tier 5. Right. Um, and then there is a 
um, for 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 the Daedalus, the, the the escort cruiser and battle cruiser, there is a twenty there's a twenty sixth century version of each one of those. If you, if you notice, the configuration of the ships are are the same as far as how many nacelles and the, the, the shape of the shape of the ship. I call it configuration. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a uh, there's a tier six version of each one of those. So there's a tier six version of the Daedalus, which we call the Nautilus. The tier six version of the Escort, we call the Theseus, etc. Okay. So they are all 26th century. If I'm getting my century, there's been so much century stuff. I've gotten them all mixed up in my head, but I'm pretty sure it's the 26th century. Um, and um, you'll notice they have an Enterprise J kind of uh, kind of styling to them, hmm. which is where the Enterprise J is, and from that era. And so those are all those ships are are uh, are, are uh, they're a counterpart to the TOS. They're, they're the TOS counterpart of those. T- now, anybody, any Federation player, TOS or Federation player, can use these ships. Okay. Okay. So whether you're TOS or Federation, you get to use these. You have access to these ships. If you have the, if you have both, let's say you have both the T6 Temporal Bat- Paladin Battle Cruiser and the T5 uh, TOS. Uh, Ranger battle cruiser. If you have both of those, one's a Ranger, one's a Paladin. You get it, right? Okay. So, uh, if you have both of those, then the costume parts are interchangeable. So, thus, you can technically have, if you have a T six T six temporal battle cruiser, you can change your. Uh, if you have the Paladin, you can put the Ranger costume on it, so you can fly around looking like TOS with uh, T six ship if you'd like. And what's the uh, what's the tier six version of the Constitution then? There, there currently is is no T six version of the Constitution. Okay, um, I was trying so. to catch you out on that. <laughs> 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 to let something slip, possibly. You say currently <laughs> is it in development or yet to come? I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to these things. He can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny. I can neither confirm nor deny. Um, but. Uh, Yes, I know a lot of people are going to be wanting and expecting that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's that's that's no that's it's that hasn't been lost on us. So, okay. but we haven't announced anything about that at this time. So can I just clarify where we've got the tier one through the tier five? The, the, those are basically going to be used as you're leveling up with your new TOS character, and then the tier six uh-huh. ones are all. And there'll also the, be a starting ship. If you if you don't buy anything, you'll get a starting TOS ship okay. as well. Okay. Right? So. Um, uh, you actually will probably see it if you look in the trailer. You'll 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 see it in there. Okay. Um, there's a lot of the ships are in the trailer. Some of them are small, but you'll see it. You'll see it in there. The uh, the last two ships that we've announced the uh, the are 31st century ships. So they're the um, the the Temple Multimission Science Vessel, the Eternal Class, and the uh, Temple Raider uh, or a Boris Class. Now, if you notice, those the 31st century. They're more inspired instead by the Wells class of ships. These ships are usable by all factions. So TOS Federation, Romulan, and Klingon can okay. use these ships. Um, if you play their anniversary uh, events, you, and you know that by that time, and of course if you even watch Enterprise for that matter, every, you know, the Federation, the Romulan, and the Klingons are all, are all allies. So... Um, so 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 uh, so these these will be usable by anybody. Okay, so that pretty much covers most of the things that was announced in the blog. Um, and then we've got some other sort of. There's a bunch of uniforms in there too, if you've noticed, right? There's a lot of yeah. Calorite uniform and Dorian uniforms, right? And all the other TOS stuff. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, just <laughs> chips. Chips. <laughs> pew, 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 pew pew. Space Barbie. You can't really. Well, I don't know. I think people call Space Barbie with the uniforms that we certainly do, but um, it, it's not in space. So, I'm I'm curious to see to see the TOS torn uniforms. Oh yeah, I like them. <laughs> I don't know why I find them hilarious. Yeah. Did we announce those? Yeah, they're yeah. on there. TOS torn torn uniforms. Andorian. Uni- oh, they did. Oh, we, yeah. oh, we did announce them. Andorian okay, Telerite. Sure yeah, they've got the uh, torn. Yeah, Captain. I don't know. Captain Kirk always managed to get his shirt off, you know. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we've got some um, we've got some other questions just concerning other little details that um, people have been asking about. So we had one of our listeners, Zach Caldwell at Admiral Caldwell, tweeted us. Now it says if you try to buy one of the Temporal Agent starter packs, it's a, it says downloadable content requires the base game Star Trek Online on Arc in order to play. Does that mean you have to launch through Arc? No, no. If you if you've managed to if you've managed to avoid Arc all this time, no, you don't. It, it'll be fine. You can, it'll just it, you you don't have to have Arc. I mean, we're just if you're a brand new player, that's really a message for a brand new player. You're going to have to download Arc. You're going to have to download the entire STO game in order to access the TOS expansion. But no, you don't have. That's that is unfortunate misunderstanding that you have to have Arc to play. You, if you're a brand new player, yes, you will. But if you don't, ha- if you're playing without Arc, don't worry about it. Okay. Just don't worry about it. And just to be really clear, this even though this is sort of a, there is a downloadable content that you can get. This expansion is for everyone, including free to play. You don't. Ha- it's not like you have to pay to play the expansion. Absolutely not. We never have, and it's, and and it's, it's, and I can be very very surprised if we ever will because it's an extremely smart and lucrative model mm-hmm. to not charge for content. You do not have to pay for this extension. If you want to pay for the ships, you can. You don't have to pay for the ships if you don't want to. Um, you will just like It's exactly like it's always been. So there are no pay doors to content. Good. Great. <laughs> <laughs> that would be foolish for us to do at this point. We would have to be a serious change in our revenue model if we want to go in that direction, which would be a step backwards in what we've just been working towards. There's mention of the temporal recruitment events, uh, similar to the Delta recruitment mm-hmm. events. Can you tell us a little bit more yes. about that? I can tell you a little bit. I can tell you a little bit about that. I can tell you that it will be, it'll be very similar to Delta recruit, but it's more. So we we made more. We made more in insofar as we got rid of things that didn't work, and we added more things that we hope will work, and more things to achieve. We actually added longer objectives to achieve. Um, as well as more more in-game stuff. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is is uh, is if you are a temporal recruit and you're playing existing content, there will be things in that existing content that will be special for for you as a temporal recruit. That was more special than it was when it was Delta Recruit. So right. we just up the game on we've up the game on that system. And it was a really popular system. People have been asking for us to bring it back. We haven't brought it back because we have this one coming back instead, which is better. So um, I don't know if we'll ever run Delta Recruit again, uh-huh. maybe, but I know that we'll keep we'll, we'll keep building on the system for other recruit systems. So now it's Temporal Recruit, and maybe eventually in the future we'll do I don't know some well, whatever. We'll do Alpha Recruit or Gamma re- Gamma Recruit or something yeah, or yeah. Borg Recruit. I don't know. So uh, so so we'll we'll keep adding to that system. So it's going to be a popular system, and um, it'll be similar but more. So I'm assuming that we'll be getting a new, or everyone will be getting a free character slot to create a Temporal Recruit, and it will have similar rewards like the fifty thousand fleet only dilithium. 
things like that? There will be similar rewards. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm pretty sure that we, we've got the extra character slot. If not, we'll, that would be a, an easy, you know, maybe we'll just quick, uh, uh, it's a quick addition if we, if we neglected that. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you'll have the same kind of, uh, account. You, you'll get special rewards and plus there'll be account, uh, a reward. There were stuff that you would get that were like, uh, fleet only dilithium. So that way people wanted you to come into, you know, add, want to add you to their fleet. And then, right. On, there's, there's account unlock rewards for everybody, so you want to play this so that way your other main characters will also get benefits from them as well. So, yeah, all of that. Awesome. So, in terms of other things that might be coming up in this expansion, is there going to be any other any other content that we're going to see that's sort of more similar to what we have had before? The one that comes to mind is some more elite cues. I know it's the one we always ask about, but any chance? <laughs> Any chance that we're getting more elite cues? Yeah. Um, there will be more cues coming out. Um, there will probably uh, be basic advanced and elite versions of the new cues. I don't think we're planning on making elite. Ver- uh, we haven't spent any time making elite versions of existing cues. We just we're just too focused on the new content right now. Okay. I mean, making an expansion is everybody focus on this. Mm-hmm. I mean, so why it's actually kind of. Kind of our existing content has been coming, you know, it's been a little bit slower. Whenever we have a, an expansion year, the seasons get a little thinner and a little slower because yeah. we've got to, because we're we're working on, we've been working on this since like September or something. Um, and uh, so we kind of have to split the team and and then every, and then at one point everyone just works on this. And so, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, so we don't get to do a lot of uh, retrofitting yeah. when working on expansions. This is a slight tangent, and I promise I'll try and keep it short, but um, generally speaking, when you guys are making new cues, are you thinking about, we want to do a normal advanced elite, or is the elite, like, you, you wouldn't necessarily put it in unless there was a good reason to? Um, as far as I'm concerned, I, I uh, personally, I see no reason to make a normal advanced and elite uh, version of all the cues. As far as, like, making an elite-only queue like we did with the... Uh, Bodwar Q for Delta Rising, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, the Cor- uh, Corfez. Those, those are expensive and hard, and not a lot of people play them. I don't know how many more of those elite-only cues it will make, but it's really not that hard to make uh, to make a, a, a advanced and elite version. Uh, so we we we, gen- we we do that, and you basically just just add just make more, add more turn optional objectives into mandatory objectives and increase the rewards and so and that's that's real easy so um yeah but i don't think that we don't have any plan any 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 near plans at all that i can think of about doing a corfez elite only queue but i I, i'd rather go back and take all the queues that don't have elite versions and add elites to those but like when you're designing a brand new queue I don't know mm-hmm. QXYZ. Um, is yeah. it is it the normal model that you would have normal, advanced, and elite, or is it usually only normal and advanced? And then if there's a very good reason, you might put an elite on there as well. No, we should we we I, I uh, we always try to get a normal, advanced, and elite into okay. all of the new queues that we do. So if we've missed any, it wasn't it wasn't intentional. It certainly wasn't wasn't my wasn't my plan. But it's 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 a. Uh, it's generally not too hard. It's not like, hey, this doesn't make sense to make an elite version of this. Just no, we'll just, just make a make a harder one with more with with mandatory objectives and more rewards, and that's that's just fine. Okay. Since we're talking about cues, just to go off on a slight tangent, do you have any news or updates regarding no win scenario? 
Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it's a good time for it to come back. I know, it's since Captain Kirk was the only one that ever passed it. <laughs> I have no information about that to share at this time. Oh. That was very diplomatic. Oh, come on, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's starting to get a bit uncomfortable in here, right? <laughs> so, uh, just to go back Did it on... just get warmer? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Whew, hang on a minute. <laughs> so, um, just to go back on, on something that we talked about before, um, was there any update on increasing number of fleet ranks up to 10 as part of an, this expansion? Uh, no. No, we haven't, we haven't been... Uh... Uh, for for same reasons I just said before, we've yeah. been way too focused on, oh my gosh, you just to to make to make a new to make a new starting experience, new faction, and so especially something as ambitious as TOS, just takes mm-hmm. takes a lot of effort from from everybody. Um, so no, we have we it is definitely still on my on my rank on my list as well as a uh, cross faction, uh, um, you know, armadas uh, is something I still want to do. It's, it's uh, just, just, just no time right there. There's also, you know, this is not the only thing that we're working on. So we've got other really cool stuff that we haven't talked about. So I mean, we probably haven't told you half about what's coming out for this year. So um, there are still a lot of really big things coming out that we're also really, really focused on right now. Um, so we're not done with the 50th anniversary. Awesome. Ooh. Well, with as much focus given to time travel recently. Is this an intentional gear up to be able to tell stories in line with the 2017 anthology TV show? Maybe? The TV show. Um, we are in talks with CBS about the TV show and working with them. Um, we, have a, we, we, have a, we, we have a good relationship with them and we, we are, we're planning on working with them. But to be honest with you, we're way more ahead of them in production than they are. So this, it's really weird how fast things work in television. Um, so basically, we needed answers like a year ago before if we were going to if we were going to work with them directly at this time. Um, so we, we so they need some more time to school up, and then we'll see whether or not their plans can line up with ours. We'd like to. We've talked about it. The poss- there's possibilities. There's no there's no immediate plans, so don't get crazy. You don't get crazy uh, 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 um, anticipation. Or Al said this that we're going to do this, but. Um, but we, uh, we're, we're in communication with them, but it won't be part of, uh, of X3. Okay, so we've had lots of details, um, and you keep referring to the fact that we're going to have more information coming out soon. When, when will we be hearing more, and when is this all happening? When, when, when is it going to be when? So we need another, we need another teaser for the teaser, right? Yeah. Um, I, 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 I can't tell you. I, I can't tell you. We, I can tell you that we will be, like I said, we'll be uh, releasing announcements uh, every, every week. There will, be several, there will be multiple blogs about information about new actors, about new details, about, 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 about um, Agents of Yesterday, details about the content details about the story details about the specializations and the reps and and, and any other features as mm-hmm. well as as well as other big announcements that we have and other other things that we have planned for uh, for this year for the 50th anniversary we have we're we're not done yet with the big announcements so this is just the first and uh, I, 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 we hope to continue to squee everybody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, no, but here's my here's my big question: Is the date set for launch? Uh, yes. Okay. 
but that's but as set as anything like this ever is. Right? Nice little uh, asterisk caveat at the end there. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, we we don't ever announce our date until we are one hundred percent positive we can make that date. Okay. We know what our schedule says. We got to make it here. And okay. and and if you know, I mean, we 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 try to release our content like when we're releasing seasons. It's like every three months you got to hit that window, otherwise you start losing people. Right. It's just there's there's this natural kind of curve you can see in the data where it's like if you don't hit something around two and a half, three and a half months, somewhere in there. Boom, people just leave. So you have to get something out. So we always plan our stuff to come out at those levels. And then every, you know, every so often, every maybe year and a half or so we've been doing so far, uh, you know, somewhere between one to two years, uh, a new a new expansion. But you can't just invest entirely in the expansion without having something come out also every three months or you're just going to lose people. Right. So so we have an idea about when ne- things need to happen. And if you slip too bad, yep. it's expensive. So it's not expensive, like, oh, people aren't just going to buy anything here for a while. People leave, yeah. right? They just leave. And then when they leave, they're not coming back. They don't come back and they don't buy new stuff. So so although there are – although the dates are soft, like we could technically move them, you know, a week or two weeks or something mm-hmm. like that, the more you move them, it, they're really hard because it, it's very expensive if you don't right. and, and can be unrecoverable if you're too sloppy. Mm-hmm. So we rather just eject things. Okay, and try to build things very modularly. Okay, we're just not going to make it. Let's just eject this stuff. Let's just remove this content. We'll remove this queue. We won't do this spec. We won't do this thing, and just uh, and just get rid of it. But um, but we're, we're but we also work on things really really ahead of time. So we're really far we're, we're really far into this. Mm-hmm. So so we finish way ahead of when we release because in case there is you know problems, we can we have time to 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 address those. So by the time things are on, on Tribble, we're already working on the next stuff, and we're just we're just reacting to whatever's on Tribble at that point. Um, so uh, yes, we have a date. Yes, it's probably flexible. Um, yeah, uh, and we have as well as we have dates all the way, you know, through the next year. We have, we have dates planned. Okay. So, so uh, can I I going off script here? What is going to happen with Ryza? I'm very concerned about this because the summer event is like one of my favorite events of the year. <laughs> yeah. And um, what's what's going to happen with Ryza? Is, because obviously I know you can't tell us because I'm going to ask you, is it coming before Ryza or after Ryza? Is Ryza happening? Am I going to get to get my hoverboard out? Is, is is Agents of Yesterday coming before Ryza or after Ryza? Yeah. Is that what you're asking me? Or in the middle? We decided, I don't know. We, we decided to cut Ryza this year because of... Um, because of... Because of... <laughs> because of, because of Agents of I can't get through it. I couldn't even get through it. <laughs> don't say that. It's like my favorite event of the whole year. Okay, I look okay, forward okay. to it. Disclaimer. For disclaimer, everybody. I was joking. Someone's going to quote me. Ryza. We're not cutting Ryza. Uh, <laughs> we are doing a summer event. We've already built this year's summer event. Okay. Uh, as far as the, the 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 new additions we're adding to it this year, we've uh, so so we've already we've already we've already invested into it. It'll, it will be coming out on schedule like it does every year. I can't even remember when it comes out. Um, so somewhere in June, mm-hmm. um, uh, Riser comes out, and um, yeah, it's fine, it's intact. It has nothing to do with 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 Agents of Yesterday. Okay. So it has nothing to do with Agents of Yesterday. It has nothing to do with it. Is well, actually, it's not entirely true. There will there probably will be some. Thematic stuff associated with uh, with yeah. agents of yesterday when the uh, but there's nothing to do with it as far as like the date. Okay, uh, that's what I mean. as far as like you, they're not coming out together or in after there there's uh, there there they're their own releases. 
I can't tell you if it's coming. I can't tell you which one's coming. I can't tell you which one's coming. Ah, uh, see, um, this is. I can't. Why can I tell you that? I can't tell you any dates. You're just. I know. You, you know. I'm not trying to trick you. <laughs> I'm voicing my concern because I'm a casual player and I don't get that much time to play. And Rise is one of my favorite events. But if if it's coming, gonna be on at the same time, it's gonna interfere with my playing the expansion. That's gonna upset me. So I'm just gonna put how, that out how, there and let how, you know. How that. incredibly unfortunate for you. <laughs> 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 I don't know to tell you. <laughs> I just, I'm voicing, I'm the voice of the silent majority. I, I, what, what, what I can tell. <laughs> Casual There's players. There's too much fun stuff concerned. for me to do. Stop giving me, why do you make so much fun stuff for me to do? It's too much. It, no, do you know what it is, though? <laughs> it, this is a real concern for some of us who are a little bit time We poor. will try to release less fun stuff for you from now on. <laughs> no. So you can <laughs> pace your life a little bit with that much better no. game work. Life game Shoot. balance. No. Oh, the forums are going to come down on me now. Kenna no. does not represent the opinions of Priority One Podcast or its listeners. No. No. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to back up for a minute. I, I, I hear what you're. I, I understand what you're saying. Is that if, if you release too much stuff at once, it's, it can be distracting. Generally, what we do, if you've noticed, I mean, we. We we have events mm. uh, specifically for for cadence, right? Like I said, you have to come out with something every three months, and we can't always come out with a with a season or an expansion every three months. But instead, what we might do is we to keep that interest, we'll release you know we'll release the summer mm -hmm. event or the winter event yeah. or the crystalline entity event or the mirror event or the the uh, the, the the breach event. Now, um, so it's. We, we do that so that way we get we call them tent poles and because you call because if you look at the graphs of people playing it looks like a little tent pole okay. people all of a sudden people come up and then the, and it comes down again so you've got to release something and so generally if you're going to use something like a summer event it's probably going to come out either before or after uh, agents of yesterday mm -hmm. and not at the exact same time so that way you can either get a bump before or a bump after to keep people engaged okay. so probably you know if, if if it were to come out Hypothetically, if, if, if Agents Jester came out before, would come out before, it'd be, there'd be, you know, some downtime, a few weeks, a month, and then the summer event comes up, and then more people come in and check things out, and then it will peel down, you know, then it will drop off, and then we'll release something else after that, uh, you know, an X3.5 or another event or something to, mm. to keep people engaged. Or you invite, or, or you flip it the other way. The summer event comes up, and it gets people ramped up, and they get excited about, about, uh, about Agents Yesterday, and then as people are finishing their, their appointment mechanic and getting their prize from the summer event, then all of a sudden we start ramping up, you know, agents of yesterday and people come in. So it would, uh, we generally don't put them right at the same time. It's because you're, you're kind of wasting um, a retention mechanic if you do it that way. So you shouldn't have to worry too much. Yeah, I was really concerned about it from, a, from an immersion standpoint because um, I, I'm really looking forward to sort of getting into the original series and Mm -hmm. I would be quite upset if I then <laughs> it kind of had to go. Well, technically, Ryza has been around for the original series. They retconned it in because Ryza was around for Enterprise. Oh, right. So, so TOS Ryza confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, nobody sure. said that. No, okay. but, um, but yeah, it's because uh, the Ryza in the summer event feels is very 2410, whatever year that, we're in for me. Yeah, um, it, and, it is. I mean, and I, I would gonna... hate to have to pop back out and... It would be. It would feel odd to me. I'm looking really forward to spending a good chunk of my time, a couple of months, just immersed in that TOS era. I'm really looking forward to that. So. Okay. Yeah. We'll try not to disappoint you. Okay. 
I'm sure we will somehow do something. <laughs> oh, no, no! <laughs> don't, I'm such a huge fan. I fangirl every week, Al. Don't worry about that. Okay. I, no, I, I, it's, 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 it's because you are. I get to tease you. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> you just, I got to tease, I had to tease Eliza all the time, so now, now I'm just, now it's just focus on whoever's, whoever I'm talking to. So. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> no, it's gonna be great. It's gonna, it's, uh, it's, uh, the, trying to capture TOS is so, is, there's so much to capturing TOS. It's not just about the uniforms and the ships. Yeah. Uh, I mean, here, here, here's a here's a great um, uh, here's a great problem that we've been arguing with for back and forth for 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 weeks now. What color is engineering and tactical? Ooh, Ooh. And right? Yeah, I hadn't actually thought of that. But you're going right? to screw with everyone's uniform colors, right? What the hell do I do? I don't <laughs> want to wear gold. <laughs> I wanna... Well, you can technically in our game you can play whatever color you well, yeah, want. Yeah, we always yeah. let you do that, but we do have a default color for the starting one when you first make the character, yeah, as well as the mm-hmm. NPCs, right? Yeah. Now it's when we picked our colors for Star Trek Online, you know, seven years ago or so. Um, we we actually went against the grain, right? Because in 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 TNG it was gold for engineering, but it was also gold for security and tactical. Mm-hmm. And red was command, right. but we weren't coming out with a class of command uh, because then everyone wants to be in command, right? Yeah. So we decided to go with tactical engineering and science. Science is no brainer, so we can just take that off the conversation because it's always blue, yeah, um, or some blue and green or something. So, but but we decided to say, okay, tactical is red, and and uh, and engineering is gold for twenty four nine, which which kind of bucks TNG a little bit, mm-hmm. but but still war. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's still we we need to, we needed we needed three different colors for those classes, so we still because we need to develop a game, right? And I think and most people seem to accept that it yeah. just seemed to work. Yeah. And you could argue like Worf started off in gold when he was. Oh, see if I can remember. He started off in. No, he started, started off in red. He went back he? and forth many times. Hmm? He started off he red, started and then he was in gold by the time he got Tasha by died. The time. Poor Tasha. He started off in he started off in red because <laughs> yeah. technically the, the the actual classes the the the, the, the disciplines or, 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 or departments in Star Trek are command, operation, and science. Mm. That's actually what they are. It's not engineering, tactical, and science. It's command, operations, and science. And operations includes engineering and tactical. Mm. That's that's and and, uh, and so that's that's how it's splitting up. And so Worf starts off as red because he's in operations. And when Tasha dies, he beca- he goes to turn gold because he becomes security and tactical officer. And then he goes back to red on DS9 when he wants to be in command of the Defiant. It puts him on the command path. So in TOS, it's the exact same thing. It's operation, command, and science. Again, we'll just throw away science away. Um, but, they, uh, but they're flipped. So red is engineering, but red is also tactical. The red shirts, the red shirts, security officers always wore red, and their com badges were the squiggly engineering sign. Okay, mm. so they didn't. They, the stars, which represents tactical in our game, were actually on the gold shirts for command. Sulu wore a gold shirt with a star on it, but right. he was pilot. He was command, but he also took the tactical position because he fired the weapons. They didn't really have a tactical officer. And TOS, they had security, and they were red. They wore the same as engineering. So this, like, what the heck are we going to do with that? Um, how are we going to do that? Should we go with T- TOS colors to keep it consistent? 
He says, well, the people will think we won't know what the hell we're doing if you throw engineers in gold shirts. Oh, God, it's going to be that whole is soul system in the alpha quadrant or the beta quadrant all over again. That, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's that, it's that kind of thing. So it says, okay, well, if we want to be accurate, then both tactical, tactical and engineering should be in red. But that'll be dumb because we'll have two characters in red, and then, but then the tactical guys will have their badges wrong because the badges for tactical is a star, but the engine, but the red shirts were 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 curly cues in TOS, so that doesn't work. So, and then if we go with basically the opposite of what's in twenty four oh nine, and we just say mostly, if we say okay, we recognize that gold shirts were were all were kind of were tactical because they had the star, so gold shirts will be tactical with the star, yeah. and only engineers will be red with the swirly. Well, those colors are the opposite of what we have on the bridge officer tray. Yeah, so that's not confusing. <laughs> so, so we're 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 kind of sure we've made a decision on what to do with that, and so I think, and since none of them work, and since they all kind of mm-hmm. have problems, we've pretty much decided to just go with the canon yeah. and just say, uh, and just say, just said what just last one: red is red is engineering, and gold is tactical. And they keep their and their stars. Uh, uh, the gold gets the star symbol, and and engineering gets the curly Q. Um, and this they just won't match the UI. Right. But we're not sure if we like that, so we're still struggling with that. So there's little things like that that mm-hmm. are just so hard. Um, and it's not just about putting people in 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 these uniforms. The 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 lighting is different. The color is different uh, in TOS. The sounds are all different. You yeah. can't you can't beam out the same way you can't scan the same way yeah. you can't you can't activate the same powers the same way you can't uh, you can't have computer voice that can't be the same yeah. for the tutorials it's all different it's all different and uh, it's uh, it's really hard it's very expensive but it's totally worth it and so it was the most appropriate thing it's something we planned like I said we've been planning for a while working with CBS and it was the logical thing to do is to do a TOS expansion it's just this is the optimal time to do it and it makes and so but yeah there's a lot and um, we keep saying oh that's not right we're going to have to change that and Dorians don't have forehead ridges and their antennas are further back than on the front of their head that can't work so you got to change the Endorians right the things like that it's crazy Vulcans and Klingons don't even look the same right excuse me Romulans and Klingons don't even look the same Gorn don't look the same right yeah. Yeah. You see the Gorn? You see the Gorn yeah. in the, in the yeah. trailer? Yeah. You notice? Looks a bit different. It's, it's, Fred, Flint, it's Fred Flintstone yeah. Gorn. <laughs> it's totally awesome. He's amazing looking. <laughs> well, in kind of a throwback kind of way, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. The, the throwback stuff is what makes it amazing looking. It is yeah. the stuff that, it is, it is the fact that it looks, Try. how do you make a game that looks like a modern game? Yeah. But looks like a 60s TV show. Yeah. That has cheap effects and styrofoam rocks, but still holds <laughs> up. But doesn't look cheesy and campy. Still takes it seriously. We're mostly going with a the remastered look more than the original original look, like what they've done with the TOS remastered stuff. A little more modern. I noticed some but TOS still. phasers in the um, in the trailer. I got quite yeah. excited to buy the buy the phasers. <laughs> They're in the game right now, by the way. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. If you play yeah. the Divi- what? if you play the Davidian arc, if you play the Davidian arc, you can get a TOS type type one, two, and three phaser right now, oh, as well as a son- as well as a Klingon sonic pistol is in the game. Okay. So more- we've we've made them better. <laughs> we've invested in them more, 
And and if you get a TOS Connie, you get the blue the blue TOS phasers you can use as well. Uh, now they're, all of them are all low gear, but you could upgrade them if yeah. you wanted. Right? They're all low T mark gear and they're all low quality. But we've invested in them more. But uh, there's even we've even got the one with the we've got one with a black handle and one with a white handle. So they're both uh, they're both in the game right now. Wait, they're in the game right now. This is twice today that you've pulled out something that I've never heard of in being in the game. Blowing your mind. You this is what I'm doing. Well, I don't know. To be fair, if you play the Divi- you might play the video arc, you go back in time. The rewards are those. Uh, you get those those weapons. So huh. you get well, they must have done them at some point. I don't know. We never had TOS torpe- photon torpedoes, and now we have them. So. Ooh, what makes it especially photon torpedo? Torpedo-y. They're little white blobby things that go. Ah, blah, blah, right, cool. Something like that, right? You remember? They're not red. They're not red sparklies. Oh, I'm, like I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the films where they are red sparklies. Yeah, but no, in TOS they were like white blobs and more you know, little white energy blobs. Uh, clearly, I need to brush up on my cannon. Yeah. They look a little like they look a little like <laughs> quantum torpedoes. So yes, you do need to brush up. Yeah. Okay, so okay. everyone needs to brush okay. up on their TOS. Everyone should start watching before. This expansion comes out. To just rewatch TOS, especially stuff you see in the trailer. Are you going to treat us to lots of in jokes and and references and things? I wouldn't say in jokes. I'm not big on jokes, but but lots of in references. Yes. All right. When are we going to get to see some of this content hitting Tribble for people to test? I can't tell you when. I can't tell you when to any of these questions to count. But we will. Um, but it will follow a similar <laughs> thing. So it'll be a few weeks to a month ahead of time, which is kind of normal, isn't it? As, uh, before it goes. Before, before it goes launched. live. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Before it goes live, yeah. uh, I don't probably maybe a month before it goes live. Okay, so we'll uh, get a chance I, to play I, test I, some of it. Something. Yeah, and we probably will release. We'll probably release things like like last time when we released Delta Rising. I don't know. I don't remember exactly how long. You know, uh, three to six weeks before it went live, and and then we only released like some of the content, and then we unlocked the next the next chunk of content. That way, people could just focus on the one thing, the test, okay. and then we'll release the next episode and the next feature, and then we might hold a few things back that we won't release the you know some of the final stuff. Uh, so. It's unfortunate. I don't like doing it because it spoils the whole story, and people start talking about it, and then people play it, and then they and but some people like I personally don't play a lot of betas of, mm-hmm. of games that I want to play. I don't. I don't. Same reason I don't like watching movie trailers. I just wait till it comes out. But but at the same time, we need people to do that, and there's a lot of people who like to do that. Yep. Just if you do do it, don't spoil it for anybody else. Right? Keep your story. Try to keep the spoilers to minimal. Um, and uh, and if you don't want to know about it, stay away from those forum pages who are talking about it. That's all. Good advice. Well, well, I can't wait for it to come out. We know that it's uh, summer, so we'll be keeping our eyes peeled and paying attention to the blogs. Did we say that? We said summer? It says summer 2016. Okay. You sure? I better check that because I'm not it sure d- you're, you're, not, you're, not, you're not trolling does. me. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's at the very, very end of the announced trailer. It says coming summer 2016. So, okay. to be Good fair question. though, official summer is I think the 21st of June through. Summer's like, pretty big. There's summer's three months. Pretty summer's pretty big. Three, yeah, yeah so it's three months in summer, so it could be any time in that three month period. Extremely yeah. vague. Or there's the because there's calendar summer, Ju- and then there's just like the summer, which is slightly oh. different. So it probably means somewhere like June, July, August, right? Yeah, potentially. Hope it so. doesn't come out when we're all at Vegas. <laughs> that would that would suck. Yeah. yeah, it's released and no one can play. Yeah, I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, I think I'd stay home. I'd stay home for that. Oh, <laughs> well, that's high praise. Yeah. 
Okay, well, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, you've answered a lot of our questions, and we're all very excited for, for it all to come out. Um, and we'll be looking forward to the vlogs in the next, well, couple of months, surely. So thank you again, Al, for joining us. And um, we'll have to have you on again when it actually comes out. You're very welcome. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad I get a chance to talk about this. Like I said, I've been bursting to talk about this plus the other stuff that we're coming out with. And there's so much more I want to talk about, and I wish I could say more. But we'll be having a lot more information, and I'll be happy to come back on again to, uh, to talk about those blogs when the announcement's out. And then afterwards, once the content is played, to just kind of, kind of talk about you know, how we built it and what we did. So, yeah, I'm really excited about this. Uh, I grew up on TOS, so this is, and a lot of people at work are big TOS fans, including our, our lead artist and art and audio director. So, so there's a lot of love going into this project. I hope everybody enjoys it. Brilliant. Well, thanks again. Now, here's Jake with some more exciting Star Trek products from the Promenade. Hey, welcome back. I'm Jake Cobb, and this, you guessed it, is The Promenade. Have you ever wondered how we at The Promenade find such great Star Trek product? Or why pre-recorded entertainers ask questions they can't possibly get an answer to? Well, we use a lot of resources, including P1 Stars. The hosts of Priority One are as helpful as can be, and often forward intel to The Promenade, all without a lick of credit for their hard work. So this month, we'll look at the product forwarded to The Promenade by the stars of the show, pay them their due. So let's get to it. This very week, Treklit reviewer Jace showed off a great find that is near and dear to the Promenade's heart. The Perth Mint Australia Gold-Pressed Latinum Slip. The Latinum Slip replica, which is a reproduction of the gold-pressed Latinum Slip used in DS9, is actually a 1-ounce, 99.9% pure silver, gold-plated bar. According to the Perth Mint website, Quote, each bar is presented in a special wooden case with an illustrated Star Trek-themed shipper and numbered certificate of authenticity, unquote. Finally, this true treasure is limited to only 5,000 pieces, so if you want one, you might want to order soon. The list price is $117.27 Australian, which at the time of this recording converts to $88.85 US, and can be purchased at perthmint.com.au. A fun fact about Priority One there's a fair amount of good-natured ribbing behind the scenes. In keeping with that tradition, our fearless leader Elijah asked that we review a product for the segment rather than highlight several. That product is the ThinkGeek-exclusive Star Trek TNG Starfleet dress. This 95% cotton, 5% spandex dress is designed and manufactured by Mighty Fine and comes in three colors, Command Red, Science Blue, and Security Gold. It is a tank dress and looks to sit just above the knee. All the familiar designs from the TNG's uniform are present. Black shoulders and bottom, the Delta Communicator badge, and rank pips, which vary depending on the color choice. Though I can't tell you, or Elijah, whether the skirt rides too high or if I feel sexy in it. I can tell you it comes in sizes small to 3XL and sells for $39.99 US at thinkgeek.com. Some items are so neat that multiple exclamation marks are forgiven. Required, even. That was the case when Kenna posted the Shuttle Interactive Coffee Table by Alter Furniture. Alter Furniture is a unique furniture design company that uses old items to make modern decor. For their Shuttle Coffee Table, they use a Star Trek pinball machine as a donor. The 1991 Data East machine has new electronic controls, updated LED lighting, and is fully functional. The outside of the pinball machine? Coffee table? Let's call it the piece. 
So the outside of the piece features a beautiful shuttlecraft design that is readily identifiable as a Star Trek shuttle, but ambiguous enough to be from any number of iterations. Finally, according to Alter, it, quote, has four real meteorites built into the back container. Also, there are three lit dilithium crystals to fuel this baby. These were not easy to acquire as they don't really exist, unquote. This really must be seen to be believed. A true work of art. That costs as much as a true work of art. The functioning, handmade product that Alter reports took 390 work hours to build will cost you about $15,000 US. Well, think of it this way, though. You could skip a year of state college and get this. So there you have it. Sometimes all you need is a little help from your friends. Links to the items discussed can be found in the show notes, so please be sure to check them out. Have any comments about the segment or anything discussed herein? We'd seriously love to hear them. So let us know what you think on Twitter, Facebook, or in the comments section. Remember, you keep an eye on the stars, we'll keep an eye on the market. Until next time. Now let's open hailing frequencies and see what's incoming. Message coming in, sir. Hailing frequencies. Open. See, we are getting to know each other. All right, Captains, this is the part of the show where we open hailing frequencies for your incoming messages. Our first community question last week was, if you could be cast in the new Star Trek TV series, who would you want to be? Mike commented on our website, first contact specialist dealing with new cultures. All right. Oh, yeah. I I think that would be very cool. It was funny because I was listening to another podcast about um, there's an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where Riker just completely fouls up first contact and that's the first thing I, <laughs> I thought of when I saw that comment I thought god what about a, what pressure there must be to be the first contact guy right what if he completely screw it up what did he do did he have sex with <laughs> I think he did actually but um that's that, that wasn't the reason he screwed it up no I think he got himself hurt or something he was meant to be um observing them and then he went and got himself hurt. And of course, because he's he was disguised as a whatever. Um, oh, and, and they oh, went, hang on, oh, but he's only got one heart and his like yeah, digestive tract is in the wrong place. And he's got too many right. fingers. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just completely botched it up. And then the whole thing went south very quickly. He, sli- he slipped on a banana peel. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I do believe that was actually in that episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, stressful being the first contact guy. So, uh, Mike, props to you. So, Sean Newboy also commented on PriorityOnePodcast.com. He wants to be a Romulan who isn't villainous. <laughs> Which I would... That's like asking for a Vulcan that isn't logical. Yeah, but, well, at least in the next generation, they weren't particularly villainous. They were more villainish. <laughs> They, no, no they, the next generation, they were villainous. No, no. They would come by and go, we're totally scary. We're totally going to mess you up, like, next week. <laughs> 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 they were villainish. Okay, touche. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> and from our on-screen segment, what punishment, if any, do you think the Binars deserve for stealing the ship? Mark Case on PriorityOnePodcast.com wrote back, handle all pack-led IT tech support, <laughs> which is great. Nobody deserves <laughs> that punishment. Oh, man. Oh. that's As an IT professional, that's horrible. And that's that's great. That's, that was a, that's a spot-on response. Way to go, Marcus. Uh, and for our third community question, what's the significance of the episode's title 11001001? 
Mike replied to the blog post on this episode, Perhaps this represents the four possible binary pairs as the binars come in pairs. 1, 1, 0, 0, 1, 0, and 0, 1. Which I think might actually be the answer. Yeah, that actually might be. But what happens... That, how many combinations of that can you have then? No, but that's the point. If, if you're talking pairs of two, those are the only combinations you can have. Right, but... So there would be millions of one ones and or thousands of one ones and thousands of zero zeros. Are you one one of five, right? Or five of I don't know. That would only be if they got assimilated the by the Borg. <laughs> and then it would get all confusing because it'd be like one one of five and they would think that it was like eleven of five, but that doesn't make any sense. Okay. My my brain hurts. It'd be, <laughs> it'd be all confused. Now, did you in last week's title, did you do something with the binary? Maybe. Go and uh, go and check it out. See what see what you can figure out. It's not clever. Hayden Jones wrote in, translated into a hexadecimal number, we get C9, which could reference the musical chord, like Riker's relationship with Minuet. It starts off nice, but then goes sour in the end. Wow, way to go, Hayden! I didn't know you were a musician, buddy. Yeah, I had to include that because that is probably the most philosophical answer we've ever had to a community question. That's pretty good. That's it. deep. See, I thought actually about this question, and I went and translated it, and I believe 11001001 actually translates to 201 in, you know, decimal. So what what significance that number has? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Either. I don't know. Well, that wraps up episode 269 of Priority One Podcast. But before we go, here's a reminder of this week's community questions. Is the new Star Trek series enough for you to subscribe to CBS All Access? If not, what could they offer you that would sweeten the deal? And from our interview with Al Rivera, what characters from the original series do you hope will turn up in Star Trek Online's new expansion? Captains, you know we love hearing from you. So leave us a comment on our website at PriorityOnePodcast.com, on our Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash PriorityOnePodcast, or tweet us at PriorityOnePod. You can even leave us a voicemail like Chris Keen does. It's free. All you have to do is click on the SpeakPipe widget on our homepage. Don't miss a thing from the world of Star Trek. Catch our episodes every Monday morning by pointing your favorite podcast app to feeds.priorityonepodcast.com. And if you're listening to us via iTunes, please leave us a review. More importantly, help spread the word about the show. Invite your fellow Trekkies. It's your support that keeps us going. Don't forget to tune into Priority One Productions' Guard Frequency Podcast at guardfrequency.com. Covering the world of space sims, including Star Citizen, Elite Dangerous, Descent Underground, and many, many more. If you like this show, then listening to Guard Frequency is a logical choice. A very special thanks to Star Trek Online's lead designer, Al Rivera, for joining us this week. Thanks to our graphic artists, Romulan Ale and Jason Smith. And if you enjoy our comics, the creator of our comic series, Jonathan Towery, can be commissioned at johntowery.com. Thanks to all of our bloggers and their managing editor, L. To the writer of our skits and social media manager, Jake Morgan. To our video editor, Jerry Tillman. And to consultant Midnight Shadow 7 of Hollow Sweet Media for supporting this show. Thanks to our audio team, led by Michael McDonald, with assistance from Brandon Parker, Jake Morgan, Esmaria DePost, and Gavin LaWarn. Thanks to the composer of our theme music, Chris Watts. Thanks to our syndication partners, Subspace Radio and Trek Radio. Most importantly, a big thanks to you, the Star Trek community, our listeners, because without your ongoing support, none of this would be possible. 
Enemy ship on sensors. Red alert. Shields up. Ready weapons. Engage. And as always, manage. You see, this is weird without him here. I know. Um, I'm gonna skip it. <laughs> so, Kenna, what? Do, right, because it's not. He's not here. No, it's, it's true. It's he's not weird. here. Actually, it is weird to, for him to <laughs> be because he's not in the recording studio. <laughs> and people and people were afraid that the chemistry would suffer when I was not, with us not going live. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna do a little awkward pause. And finally, thanks again to all our Patreon supporters who make this show possible from week to week. Who make show. Make this show. What? Make show. Who make show possible I from week to week. I said this show. Make this show. I probably just make this show possible. Okay. Shall I do that again then? Take Please. It, take it from and finally. Okay. And finally. And finally, thanks again to all our Patreon supporters who make this show possible from week to week. You did it again. I said make this show po- What? It's like you you swallow this. You're like, make the show. Make the show. That's make a- show. Make show. Fine. Fine. Right. Just listen to you this then. Over exaggerate. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And finally, thanks again. Thanks. Oh, for... <laughs> yeah. Ah. And finally, thanks again to all our Patreon supporters who make this show possible from yeah, week to week. Great. Cookie syndrome. Great. Great. Cookie it's syndrome. just, I think it's just my accent. It's the cadence of how we speak it in good old Angerland. Pretty, 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 pretty. Pretty, 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 pretty. Pretty, 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 pretty. Now, let's check out some of the latest news in the world of... <laughs> That's what you get for correcting my dyslexic there this morning. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was that was a comedy grammar Nazi moment. That was that was that was like a sarcastic grammar Nazi thing. Anyway. Moving on to the small screen, you might remember that a few weeks back, Ken and I debated the pros and cons of releasing the new Star Trek series a la Netflix. One massive dump versus... (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Carry on. (laughs) I didn't realize that that's... (laughs) Release. No, that doesn't work. (laughs) Can't do one one massive release, one massive dump, one one complete publication. (laughs) One gigantic turd. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm really hoping that the series does not end up being one gigantic turd. That's just foreshadowing. That was me foreshadowing what is the series is going yeah, to be. Yeah, but it's not going to be that. All right, we'll see. Okay, okay, okay. All right, hold on. Okay, bring it back. Bring it back. Oh, bring okay. it back. Moving on to the small screen, you might remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> now, let's get Mark in on the conversation. I'll step out and talk about Star Trek. I don't know what I was thinking. Okay. Now I'm going to shut my mouth so that Mark and Kenna can talk about Star Trek Online. <laughs> yeah, shut it. <laughs> Don't miss a thing from the world of Star Trek. Catch our episodes every Monday morning. Mon- Monday morning. Monday. Monday morning. <laughs> Monday morning. It's like what the Druids used to call it. Monday. Um, I don't know if that's true. Druid. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> she doesn't look Druish. <laughs> Druish. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> To our video, video, see, oh, I was trying to be all video cool. kill the radio star. Okay. I was trying to be like all cool and be like, you're like inline editing and I'm talking over it and it's totally going to work. And then I screwed it up. Thanks to our audio, audio, audio team. Thanks for the audio team. Thank you, audio team. You do a fantastic job editing this show from week to week. Gracias por tu ayuda. Okay. Oh. Thanks. That was nice. Do that again. <laughs> Red alert. Shields, Shields up. up. Ready and weapons. <laughs> oh, actually, can you, re- 